Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say, Good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for the powerful teaching last night. We thank you that you teach us about faith. We thank you, Lord, that you give us the truth so that when our eyes are open to that truth, and when our hearts dwell on it and our mind understands it, when we apply the principles that you give us through your word, Lord, we are able to rise above all the limitations that we have grown with. We are able to rise above all our weakness, all our failures. And you said, Lord, you came, John 10.10, 10, you came that we might have abundance and have that life to the full. And that is where you mean the word of God coming to us. So that, as he said, the word is near, is in our mouth, is in our heart. Then when we speak it in faith, it is his will that is executed. His authority and his government backs it. And we thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, for a new day today. We thank you for this opportunity to come back and be with you again. To draw from you and drink to our fill once again. That we are filled by your presence. It is rivers of living water that then flow out of us, Lord. And our spirit is satiated with your presence. With your word. With your will. And with love for you in our hearts. We thank you that you fill us with your peace and your joy, Father. We thank you, Lord, that this is the day that the Lord has made. And so we rejoice because he has counted us to be present in it. Your word in six, Psalm 68 verse 19 says that you daily load us with benefits, Lord. You bear our burdens day to day. We cannot thank you enough for that. We know in our hearts that your love is constant and unconditional, uh, unconditional, unchangeable. That you are all the same yesterday, today and tomorrow. And so we have that assurance, that blessed assurance that comes out of that love. When we read what your word says, that you daily load us with benefits, you bear our burdens day to day, you renew your mercy for us every morning. And you are ever willing to pour out your grace towards us. You are slow to anger and of great kindness. We thank you, Father. We thank you for that peace and joy that you pour in our hearts. And we share it this morning with all those that are part of this prayer meeting. I will pray with the recording as well. Those that are part of this praying family, every member of their families. We share it with all those for whom prayers have been requested on this group and those that have no one to pray for them. As we offer our faith, Lord, O Holy Spirit, to stand in that gap that you might carry out your works of creation, of restoration in their lives. That you might repair the breach in their wall. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord. that you are here, that we are in your presence. 
and I cover and seal every person that is part of this prayer meeting by the precious blood of Jesus, that every form of distraction be kept out of this perimeter that we set up in the spirit, that every form of wickedness that seeks to attack, we curse and we rebuke it, bind it in the name of Jesus. We cast it out. Lord, I will cover and protect every single one that is present here. Let your name be glorified and let your fire purify the refiner's fire, touching every single one, that there is redemption, that there is deliverance, that there is freedom in the mighty name of the King of Kings, at whose name every knee in heaven, on earth and under the earth must bow. We speak in that authority of the government of the Most High. And as we begin our prayer, Lord, we share your peace and your joy as well with all those that are called Christians by your name and do not know you and all those that do not want to know you that have turned away from you, Lord. We pray our prayer as your word in Psalm 106, verse 4 and 5 says, Remember these, O Lord, with the favor that you bear unto your people. Oh, visit them with your salvation today, Father, today. That they may see the good of your chosen. That they may rejoice in the gladness of your nation. That they may glory with your inheritance. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, and let that liberty come to your people this day, Father. So as we make our prayer, Lord, we call on your name, the name of our Maker, our Creator, the one who is high and lofty and inhabits eternity, the lifter of men who is ever faithful, the one who is our preserver and dwells in the midst of his people. The Lord who in the midst of his people is mighty. The one who is our refuge and our portion in the land of the living. The God of patience and the God of hope in whom we place our faith. The God who always honors that faith. And we pray in the name of your son, Jesus, the one who taught us how to have that faith, the word himself on whom that faith is based for. The word says faith comes by hearing and hearing by that word of God, hearing by what he said, the one who is our daily bread, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. And we pray in the name of his spirit, the spirit of light and life, the spirit of truth, the spirit of freedom, the one who is our strengthener and our standby, the one who partners with us in our journey, our walk in the light, the one who has made his tabernacle in our bodies and also gives life to that body and raises us up in the spirit. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit. And let that spirit rain down on your people this day, Father. 
that everyone that is in any kind of bondage is set free today. Just as soon as they say your name, Jesus, we know that they cannot end up in shame. Let this word become real to them right now, Father. So that as soon as they say your name, the name of Jesus, there is freedom, there is liberty, there is redemption, there is salvation. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with the gift of your word, the gift of prayer, that we can legally authorize you to step into these lives today to bring about that redemption. We thank you, Father, that you have blessed us with angels, with destiny helpers. You have blessed us with the gift of prayer warriors, with intercessors who stand in that gap, every gap that the devil has created. And they bridge that gap to bring your people back to you. That your grace might flow through this channel into their lives. We thank you, Father. We thank you, Lord, that you have blessed us with every spiritual gift in the heavenlies. And when we call out your name, we come under your shepherdship for we shall lack nothing. There is nothing that we shall have a lack. We thank you, Lord. As we make our prayer this morning, we cover and seal every person that is part of this prayer meeting, every member of every family that is part of this prayer group. We also cover and seal every word that we speak, every prayer that we release this day by the precious blood of Jesus. I draw perimeter by that bloodline around each of these gathered here and every person that we cover by the blood. That every form of wicked, the wickedness that draws near it, let it be judged by the fire of justice from heaven. Father, we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will, your holy, pure and perfect will, as you have said in Jeremiah 29, 11. Let that will and let your kingdom come in each of these lives. We call on the angel of the Lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm, sin, danger, accident, injury, pilfering, theft, hijacking, terrorism and any kind of natural disasters. I command that angelic protection in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we also herald the power in our word. Knowing that life and death is in the power of our tongue. With that understanding, we come and we speak our word of prayer in faith this day. And we herald that power by speaking your word from Isaiah 55, verse 10 and 11. That says, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven. And do not return to it without watering the earth. And making it bud and flourish. So that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is our word that goes out of our mouths. Each one of us. Our prayer that we make in faith in the name of Jesus. That it will not return to us empty but will accomplish what we desire. And achieve the purpose for which we send it. When we speak in accordance with the will of the Father. In the name of Jesus. And we release those words in faith. Amen.
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Let your name be praised forever, Jesus. Jesus Christ is Lord. Say it. Thank you, Father. We now get into our reflection for this morning. Yesterday, we had a powerful teaching on changing the seen and shaping the unseen. And an important thing in prayer is focusing on the unseen and not the seen. But what is that unseen that you must focus on? Is it the thing or the favor that you are asking for? And is that in God's will to give it to you? These are the two things we need to bear in mind. The questions we ask ourselves about what we are asking God in our prayer. Now pay close attention to this. There are two important verses there. 1 John 5 verse 14 says, this is the confidence we have in approaching God. How are we approaching God? We are approaching him in prayer. So this is the confidence we have when we are asking. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And then James 4 verse 3 says, When you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. So when you ask what is not in his will, he won't hear us. Now you are asking for the unseen, that which you do not see in your life yet, something that you do not have. Now one gets it and one doesn't. Why? Simply because the unseen that you are focusing on, just like these two verses have said, clearly differentiates them. The unseen that you are focusing on is not in the will of God. It is not mentioned or written in the word of God. So how to bring the unseen into the scene then? Find out what the word says about your problem. Take that scripture and meditate on it. Just like Joshua 1.8 says. Until you are convinced of what you need to do based on what it says. And then you do it. You take action. Only then will you have a result. Focusing on an unseen thing because someone told you, including a preacher may have told you, and you're just focusing on what the person told you amounts to superstition. Be very careful. There is a very thin line between superstition and faith. So what is the link then between faith and the unseen? <clears throat> The word of God, that is the link. Romans 10 verse 17 says, faith comes from hearing. Hearing not what a preacher told you, hearing not what a friend told you, but from hearing what is written in the word of God. So faith is directly dependent on 
and comes from the word. Anything that is outside of the word and is not based on the word of God is superstition. So how do you connect with the unseen? Hebrews 11 verse 1 says, Faith is the assurance about what we do not see, not what we do not know. I say that again. Faith from Hebrews 11 verse 1, an interpretation. Faith is the assurance about what we do not see. It is not what we do not know. To have that assurance, you must know that it exists. What favor you are asking for exists and it exists in the will of God. So if you are praying for a prosperous life, you look to what the Bible says about prosperity. And if it says it, then it means that that possibility of that thing happening for you exists. You can be prosperous. So if you can, then you follow what the Bible tells you. So what is your first step? Your first step is recognizing that this possibility exists. Look up the word, search it, keep studying it until you find, Lord, where is that favor that I'm asking for? Where is it written? You find that verse and you pray it back to him. The second step to look at is to question what law from the Bible governs it. And Brother Vivek has touched upon that law yesterday. Like that for every different circumstances, there will be laws that apply to them. Find out what law that is mentioned in the Bible governs it. What law must I fulfill in order to have this possibility as an outcome in my life? And then what action must I take? Every law will have an action to be taken and a result that action will produce. If you do not take that action, there will not be a result. And this is why many people pray, but don't take action and simply hope that God will make it all good for them. Let me tell you that prayer will always fail because the word of God says faith without works or faith without action is dead. So the third step then is take action based on what that law is asking you to do. It's like the law of gravity. When you drop something, it must fall to the ground. So when you take that action, it must go in that direction only. There is no other way it can go. When you go with that understanding and you fulfill the action, then you are starting to hope of what the outcome will be. And that's where your faith is applied. It is applied on the basis of that knowledge, not on the basis of an assumption. You are not assuming. You know. It's not you think so, you know so. Then you have qualified to be a beneficiary of that law when you take action. God's kingdom, this is important now. God's kingdom does not work on whether he feels pity for your condition. It works. It is a kingdom. It is a government. The Bible says that as well. The government shall be on his shoulder. So it is a government. And Jesus keeps speaking about kingdoms and talking about parables of the kingdom. So his laws, his system apply. 
It works on the basis of those laws and systems. And even if he pities you, he will still point you to that system. He won't break it for you. The death of Jesus was part of that system. Salvation is part of that system. Using the blood to be washed from our sin is part of that system. It is not part of his pity. He won't break that system but he will point you to the provision he has made in it so that you can utilize that and rise above it. And then when you follow that system, you reap a result, you reap a blessing. You disobey the system, you receive a curse. That is exactly what Deuteronomy chapter 28 talks about. How his system works. So how are we exercising our faith now? You set your mind on the unseen when you pray. But you don't base your faith and your prayer on what you do not know. So before praying, find out. Get the knowledge and then claim that in your prayer and you hold on to your faith in it. That is what every pregnant woman does. Her hope is not on something that is, well, whatever it could be. Her hope is on, no, I know that I shall give birth to a child. I know. You go with that same mindset of a pregnant woman. She knows what her hope is placed on. She knows what her expectation is. You go with that expectation of what you know. And that what you know must always and only be based on what the word of God says, not on hearsay. Now, Before we conclude, I just want to use an example more again to demonstrate this, of what that faith really is. It's like knowing the result of a sports game, even before it happened, like a cricket game. If you knew the result beforehand and you then go and watch it, what is going on in your mind now? When you look at some part or some stage of that game, when your winning team is almost on the brink of losing, what is going on in your mind when you already know the result? Are you thinking, oh no, they're going to lose? Or are you thinking, no, I know something will change because I know the result already? Your minds and your thought is saying, I know that the result says they have already won. They will somehow come out of that imbalance and emerge as victors, as winners. Why? Because you already know that result. So what do you do? You don't change your mind. Because even though what you are seeing there in front of you in that game, you know the final outcome. Despite what you see looks like they will lose, you know the final outcome. And that's exactly what you are going to do in your faith, when you make your prayer, which is based on what you know, the result, the outcome. That is how you exercise your faith. When the word of God has declared the result, you already know this is what it should be. Even if your health is a problem, even if your wealth is a problem, even if that area, that problem in your life does exist, if the word of God has told you about the outcome, you hold on to that result. That verdict given by the word and then your faith is operating under knowledge of the word and not superstition. That faith is always a prayer 
that will be released under an open heaven. It must reap result. It cannot fail. God always honors faith when your faith is pure and committed, when it is undiluted. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that we get that understanding about what that faith is and how to apply it in our prayer life. So when we apply our faith based on knowledge, not on assumption, not on superstition, that faith will always reap result. I ask for that edification in each of our spirits this day, Father. I ask for that renewal. And as we make our prayer this morning, Lord, along with that spiritual edification, we also ask for our physical and our temporal needs. And we keep our dear brother who is here with us in our prayer this day. We make our prayer of agreement and we lay hands on him in the spirit. Out of love, Father, we cry for your special protection on this, our brother, this day. Let your name be glorified in his life. Let there be renewal, let there be restoration. The spirit of the Lord is upon you. Jesus himself has anointed you and filled you with his love and set you free. Free from every chain, every yoke of the enemy. That there is liberty this day. We come against every spirit of wickedness by the blood of Jesus. For that blood has won all victories. So we curse and we rebuke every spirit of wickedness that seeks to steal from this child of faith, this son of Abraham, father. We call on your covenant that you made with our father in faith that that abundance flow into his life this day. The blood of Jesus that was poured out on the cross, we cover him with this blood that there is freedom, there is redemption. And we assign this to you, our advocate, our king. To your intercession that no accuser can point a finger against him. That no wickedness can reign in him when he is the body of Christ. Satan, sin, sickness and disease. We command you in the name of Jesus to get out of his life right now. And we fill it with your presence, Jesus. For your presence liberates your presence Sets him free. We pray also for all our brothers and our sisters that are battling sickness and disease this day. Those that are hospitalized that will undergo any kind of procedures. We pray all for all families that are battling separation and any kind of division, including minor misunderstandings. We pray, Lord, for all those that are under any kind of yoke of slavery of the enemy. We plead the blood of Jesus over them and we declare every such chain broken in the name of Jesus, that there is freedom. We pray also, Father, for our own personal needs and those of our families. Every family that is part of this prayer group, Lord, 
We fill them with your love. Let them experience your love this day, Father. That when we call out the name of Jesus, we feel that love in our hearts. We know that we belong. We know that you are, and so we are as well, Lord, with you and in you. And you have carved us on the palm of your hand. No form of wickedness can steal us from there. We pray in a special way for all our brothers and our sisters, Lord, that are part of our family and our friend circle that are not yet saved. Quicken them, O Father, that they might call on your name. They shall not end up in shame, but be delivered, be set free. Father, I thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And when we release our prayer and our faith, and make it a prayer of agreement with each other, knowing that the Holy Spirit also prays with us and on our behalf. And we assign this our brother to him. In our faith, we release Lord and we declare freedom in, on his life today. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit now to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift of tongues to be able to pray in the spirit and connect with God in the spirit. I ask you to step up in faith, release your tongue, ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Make sure you're asking for that gift with the intention of interceding for others. Let us now make our prayer in the spirit. Thank you, Jesus. Just a second, I'll unmute the mic so people can join in. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Sandra <laughs> <laughs> 
Ini <laughs> <laughs> 
in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you that you are merciful. And thank you, Lord, that when you step in, the most high steps in, the most low must live. We thank you, Lord, that you are doing a new thing in these lives today. Thank you, Jesus. While we are praying, the image that the Lord gave me was him fallen with his cross when he was on his way to the cross. He was crushed and broken. And the, and the words that he put on my heart is, this is what I did for you. So whatever is happening to you, I have suffered to heal that. The scripture I've been given today is from 1 Corinthians 2, 9 and 10. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, nor ear heard, nor the heart of man conceived, what God has prepared for those who love him, God has revealed to us through the Spirit, for the Spirit searches everything, even the depths of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We have a scripture that has been shared in the chat as well. And this is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, quoted from the NIV, where it is written. And without faith, it is impossible to please God. Because anyone who comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who earnestly seek him. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. If you are being blessed by these reflections and the Lord has put a certain person on your heart, please share this reflection with them. For when you share it with them, it is he who directly starts ministering to them through those words. Those are his words. Also share it with your family and your friends. That Jesus might become more real to them. That their prayer life is renewed. You can share it. We will share recordings of this on our Telegram group as well. They are available on YouTube channel and on our podcast as well. As well as on our Facebook page. And I apologize that the prayer has taken longer today. But there were certain intercessions we had to raise for some troubled souls. Thank you for patiently bearing with us. Thank you, Jesus.
under the mercy and the grace and the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us when we align with his will and when we are obedient to his word. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day along with the grace to stay obedient so that as we are blessed, let us carry his gospel and go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful, a great weekend, everyone. Thank you. Thank Rasul. you, Rasul. God bless everyone. Yeah.